G'day, this is Curveball and I'm Kelly Reardon. We used to have this joke working in the media, right? That this radio thing would be so easy if we didn't have to think about the listeners. And yep, this whole leading thing would be so much easier if we didn't have staff. But of course, the whole point of leadership is, yep, being there for the people that we actually lead. But that's easier said than done. Managing people can be tough. And so is running a business when you're accountable to shareholders or trying to turn a profit, but also trying to keep your staff happy and motivated and engaged. So stick around because you're about to hear what the best leaders out there really think of the people around them. Curveball's the podcast where we get inside the minds of the brightest leaders and find out how they deal with challenging times. I'm sure it won't surprise you to hear that for all of them, their relationships with the people around them made all the difference when times got tough. No one's learned that lesson better than startup founder Michael Fox. These days, he's one of the founders of Fable Food, a company that's been given the tick of approval by celebrity chef Heston Blumenthal. And it's a testament to the way Michael deals with people. Because when his first startup, Shoes of Prey, tanked, he had to manage relationships with his investors and his staff right when the money dried up. It was a really tight-knit group of people who'd been with us for years. But yeah, we, I mean, we tried to do it in the best way that we, that we could and yeah, kind of managed to work through all of that. That laying off of staff or standing down staff or making some of your workforce redundant is, of course, something that so many companies are now grappling with in the middle of this pandemic. What advice would you give to someone now having gone through that around the best way to do that? I mean, I think being being as transparent as possible in the lead up to it is helpful. Like, And you've got to balance that between you don't want everyone sort of panicking and freaking out in the months leading up to it, but at the same time, you know, you don't want it to be a complete shock to people. So, you know, we, we were always very um, open and transparent with our what our sales and revenue targets were and where we were performing and people, everyone could see that we weren't um, performing. So I think having that transparency beforehand, it didn't come as a big shock to people. And then we tried to do it in the best kind of most empathetic way that we could. Just understanding the situation that the team were in and just trying to do everything we could around that to minimise the impact on their lives. I think they appreciated that. And um, yeah, we're seven people at Fable. Three of us are ex-Shoes of Prey, so we've hired some of the old Shoes of Prey team back into Fable, so keeping all those relationships, yeah. And that idea of putting your people first, that's bread and butter to a leader like school principal, Dr Bryony Scott. Yes, so I got, was diagnosed with lung cancer uh, five years ago. And so at that time, you know, the single-digit chance of survival, it's, it's gone up now, but not much because there's such an extraordinary stigma and no one lives long enough basically to do any advocacy work. Mm-hmm. So it's, it was a really interesting moment from a leadership perspective. How did you deal with telling the students and your school community about it? It it really mattered to me. So in my community, I love these young people. I, I just love what I do. I love who they are. Um, I am not a fool. I'm a tough love principal and I, I get that, but the, the love for them is real. And And I knew that when I said something to anyone that they would Google it and they would know that I was going to die, which is what we thought at the time too. So I had to get to the parents 
And I, so I wrote to the parents and I just said, basically, I need your help here. Um, this is what has happened. I need you to pull your kid in and I need you to look them in the eye and I need you to tell them that everything is okay. No matter what happens, everything is going to be okay. And the story um, or the, the analogy that I used is I said, you can't stop the things that happen to you. The things that happen to you are like the stars in the sky. They're just there. It, you, you wish it wasn't so, but there it is. But the constellations, they're the stories you tell around the stars. They're the stories or the images or the narrative. You can tell them that the strong believer in narratives. Um, they're, they're, that influences the telling of the story. And so I need you, I can't stop the stars, you need to tell them about this, but I, I want you to tell them a story of hope and I want you to tell them a story that everything is going to be okay and that I didn't say this in the letter, but that even if I died, that everything was okay. And you know what? As a community, they did that. They were just great. Most parents, they, they do the right thing by their kids as best they can, and, and that helped me enormously deal with the grief of what we were going through. And on Curveball, we've learned it's also important to have your people around you when there are things to celebrate, not just when the chips are down. Here's Adore Beauty founder Kate Morris on how much motivation your people can provide when you've built a community from the ground up. It was kind of almost the dream that I'd never dared to dream, Adore Beauty being a listed company. I guess after bootstrapping for, for such a long time, I really wanted to give the business that opportunity to be able to go on and continue to grow for another 20 years, you know, another 50 years, because I actually think the culture that we've built and the conversations that we're able to, to be having now with beauty consumers, you know, that's something really special and worth protecting. And the support and connectivity of that community means everything to Kate Morris. Think about it. She's gone from packing boxes alone in her garage to leading a community that's so much wider than just her own staff. And she's got lots more to share with you. How did she cope the dozens of times she thought the company was going broke? Knocking on a bunch of closed doors in the old-fashioned beauty industry in the beginning and just, you know, slowly wedging those doors open one by one. And then the emotional vertigo of standing on the precipice and deciding whether to keep trading at a moderate pace or to take that leap and scale at speed. So you shouldn't miss the next episode of Curveball with Adore Beauty founder Kate Morris. Please subscribe to the Curveball podcast in the podcast app of your choice. It's completely free and it means you won't miss any of the brand new episodes coming your way shortly. Thanks also for your reviews. We love hearing from you. I loved this review from Katie. She heard the episode with Carmen CEO, Carolyn Creswell. Katie says, wow, just listen to the interview with Carolyn. Dead set goosebumps. Her philosophy and approach are so inspiring. There's so many takeaways. Thanks, Katie. And there's this one from NRJ1972. Hi, Kelly. As a corporate turnaround professional, I'm loving the insight and candor in these podcasts. Keep up the great work. And don't forget, Curveball is now a LinkedIn newsletter. I'm building a community around the podcast via the newsletter. We've popped a link in 
on how to subscribe to the newsletter. It's there in the podcast show notes. And you can also find out so much more about the show at curveballshow.com.